Greetings, troubled listeners. Welcome back to the Troubled Men Podcast. I am Renee Coman, once again in the heart of the Clempire, Snake and Jake's Christmas Club Lounge. Yes. Sitting with my co-host, yes. the original troubled man for troubled times and future mayor of New Orleans, Mr. Manny Chevrolet. Welcome, Manny. Hey, man. What's happening with you? Not too much, man. Uh, you're back among the living. Yes. Okay. I am here. All right. I so I guess back. That, I guess the promise of the uh, the VHS and cassette tapes is, is off the table, huh? That I was going to get in your in the event of your demise. Oh yes. Okay. Yes. Well, I'll just oh, I'll yeah. have to have to table yeah, that well. for uh, the future. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, I always like to see the silver lining, but I'm I was glad. so cold. Though. Yeah. 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 I, that's <laughs> I was speaking like in gibberish because. Uh, okay. You're. I was you're so delirious. close. I yeah. was so close. Yeah. You could feel I the light. I saw that light. You saw the light. Yeah. <laughs> I did, and I swear, man, it was it was bad, man. It was bad. You know, it it's like those light. people who they say are, you know, like fire. You know, like those people who uh, you know you think are gay. You know, they they say. Uh, the the closet's shut, but the light is on. Okay, is that what they say. I don't never heard that. I've never heard that. Or the light is on. No, the, the closet's open. The light is off. Something like that. <laughs> I don't know. I think that's for the homosexuals. Uh, I, don't I know. haven't heard heard. I that, don't know. Man. There was something I heard years ago before okay. this. Before it was, you know, uh, rude to say things like. Okay, that, before it was uh, before identity yeah. politics yeah. reared its ugly head. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. right, right. But. Uh, uh, oh well, yeah. glad to have you back with us, Manny. Yeah, so, well, yeah, it was a good break. I thought, sure, in many sure. ways, I right, enjoyed right. myself. Okay. It was fun. Uh, I got to uh, relax. You know, I didn't think I was going to get it. You know, because I was, you know, I gotten the vaccine i gotten boosted and everyone was getting it you you tested positive everyone i know tested positive right. and all of a sudden i guess you know it just happens you know you're gonna get it eventually yep you know? okay your, your you number know. came up yeah just not gonna but i you know i you personally. know i don't know i have i'm not gay and i'm not a dope shooter anymore so i don't know how i got it you okay, now, are you Haitian? Yeah, I remember I, no, that was I'm not uh, that Haitian easy. Okay, all right. You know, you know, people okay. get it. You know, uh, the the AIDS and stuff like that. Okay. So, right, uh, well. and it's still around, but thank goodness there's a vaccine yeah, for you're it. You're recovering. Okay, yes. well, good deal. Good deal. You man. know, and then my wife got it. We okay. got it together. It's really going around. Yeah, so um, it was kind of crazy, but it felt like it was weird because it was. You know, I got it, and I got everything, a whole whirlwind of sy symptoms. I mean, I had body aches, and I had a headache. I had uh, I was, uh, lung problem. I thought it was like going through detox almost, you know? It was very strange. Hmm. Um, but, um, and, uh, but so it's over. I did it, it, you know, it was okay. Okay, well, again, uh, gl glad that that's uh, all in the past. Yeah. It's like an Amy Schumer joke. Everyone gets it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> they uh, just don't get her shows that well. Okay. Well, uh, well, I've been busy in your absence, Manny. It's been—I uh, know you—you you always uh, like to say I don't have a lot to do. I've had uh, so much to do. It's, really? It's been rehearsal, rehearsals, practicing. Uh, yes, I—I I, uh, well, first I. Since I saw you, I went up to uh, to Lafayette, uh, did three days uh, of of 
tracking at Dockside Studios, recorded uh, basic tracks for Lynn Drury's new record oh. over three days. Now, with, how uh, is he? He's a good uh, guy. Well, Lynn is doing great. She's she's uh, oh, okay. singing as well as ever. Yes, yeah, and in fact. Uh, Saw her just the other day. The thing that's really been, since, as soon as I got back from uh, from Lafayette making that record, I immediately dove into this massive uh, uh, body of Clash material. I was in the house oh. band for the uh, the International uh, Clash Day that was celebrated uh, 24 hours at uh, Chickiwawa on, really? on Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. And so I, people were playing at three in the morning. Well, they at start 10 in the morning. They start off at 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 you know midnight. Uh, you know, like Monday night, whatever, with, with DJs playing, uh, you know, Clash music all night long. During the day, they had a crawfish boil, uh, Clash-themed crawfish boil. They had Clash karaoke. How could there be a Clash-themed crawfish boil? I don't know. I don't, I don't uh, get that at all. Uh, well, anyway, it was, uh, they had a crawfish boil that was associated with this. And then at uh, uh, 7.30, uh, we had a, a mini tribute to the specials. Uh, um, and, and then we at 8 o'clock, we went into like 35 Clash songs that uh, they had the house band, me, Papa Molly, uh, uh, Eric Bolivar, uh, John Grow, and Alex McMurray, uh, and all sounds uh, like one of the worst bands and, ever. Uh, no, g- terrific, <laughs> terrific band, and, and all uh, Troubleman podcast uh, 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 alumni band. So, uh, so we we had been rehearsing all this, and we had all these uh, guest singers. A lot of uh, you know. Again, Lynn Drury was a part of that. Uh, Susan Cowsell and uh, Cece Adcock. A lot of a lot of uh, our former guests were Michelle Lake. Michelle Lake, yes. Jen uh, Howard. Yes, yes, yes. Amanda. Uh, Amanda Shaw. Shaw was yeah, yeah. I brought up I brought up um, the podcast to Amanda Shaw again. She's like, oh yeah, I remember you asked me about this before. <laughs> she what did she say? She was somewhat non-committal. She's like, yeah, maybe we can uh, do. So that. what did she sing? Charlie so, Don't Surf. No, she. Uh, we did. Should I stay or should I go? We did uh, Charlie Don't Surf though. Actually, uh, Cece Adcock sang that. Did you do one more dub? We did not. Oh man! Did you do what songs did you do from the Sandinista LP? Well, we did we did a so lot. much material. I don't, I don't want to go, go, go through every song, but uh, but it was I I fought the claw I fought the I fought the craw and the craw one. That was the that was the that was the, the, the the crawfish boil theme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's 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 it wasn't my idea. That's that wasn't my idea. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> that's that's how it was billed. So uh, we finished that. I, I'm still. I, I talked to John Grow the day after it was over because uh, uh, I'm actually preparing for. A, we have a big gig with him on on Saturday at the, uh, the Maple Leaf Bar, the famous Maple Leaf, uh, big carnival season kickoff gig for him. But uh, he, he called me up and he goes, "So what? What Clash song did you wake up hearing in your head this morning?" I said, uh, "Police and Thieves." He goes, oh, "Okay." <laughs> Well, it sounds like a good time. It was. It was. I was thinking about you. I know you're a big Clash fan yourself, Manny. Yeah. And, uh, I didn't hear anything about this thing. Did you yeah. have any advertising? Yeah, for yeah. It? It, was, it was advertised on social media. It was actually a big a whole article on the on the, in the newspaper, uh, like full page kind of thing. Went into all the history of the 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 of show. The Clash. And, well, they did talk about the Clash, but they talked about the you know Chicky Wawa's uh, recently reopened. It's uh, they've kind of redesigned the inside of the club, uh, opened it up more. New PA system, so this is one of their their uh, big uh, kind of 
premier opening events that they're having. And it has some having. great pictures of the Clash on the Wall. Yes, yes, and our guest actually was featured. Uh, I, I, I picked up our guest at this event. His, he's a terrific photographer. And, and, his and when you say picked up, you mean you were trying to pick him up? Or well, something? I picked he him up as a guest. He actually has sex twice yeah, 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 during well, the show. You know, I wasn't going to bring that up, you but said, okay. can I buy you a drink kind of thing? Sure, sure, sure. Up? A small drink, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Um, but, uh, a cheap drink. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a happy meal with a small drink. Um, but, uh, but he, now, where is uh, Chicky Wow? Uh, it's right there in Canal Street in Mid-City, you know, between... Uh, okay. between uh, 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 I don't uh, think I've ever been there before. Have I? Uh, yeah, I think you have. Okay. It's, it's near your house. It's a great club. It's, uh, you, you know, know what's near my house? It's the Zulu Club. Yeah, and they're yeah. fucking pissing me off, these fucking huh. Zulu people, man. I mean, they well, just they're think they're having that, events now. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah they, 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 they will. They will close. Yeah, uh, they just they uh, just the, think the they own the fucking neighborhood. Well, man. They, they do have carte blanche during the season, oh. you know. It's no, they think they know not just during the season. When you say season, what is well, that? Hunting the, season, the carna- carnival season. You know? <laughs> I mean, they're having events there. Carnival, carnival season. season. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes. Well, yeah, it's here. They just think they own the. Bl- I'm so pissed off at them, man. Ah, well, if I ever become mayor. They're gone. They're done. They're okay. done. <laughs> All right, man. You well, know, they well, can, you know, especially in my name, they can they can move their club somewhere else, but they can't uh, do I'm that. Not sure, any yeah, of that's going to happen. But well, uh, we'll uh, see. I, I think you're 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 not uh, winning. You know, it's happening fans. though, man. The recall, man. Recall the recall is, is happening, recall man. Is, well, we'll see. We're we'll in see. court, man. We'll, we'll see. I, 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 you still haven't signed it, I, have you? I did you? sign. Stop screaming. Yeah, you see, you're, you're screaming because you don't yeah. have the headphones no, on. No, I man. can hear you fine. I'm no, screaming because I'm excited, man. Well, I'm saying you're overloading the microphone. All right, well. It's because you can't hear yourself. But yes, right, I'll I signed, put them on for I, you. I signed the petition, Manny. If the, yeah, yeah. Oh, good. You did? Yeah. That's great. <laughs> That's really good. Yes. Now I can hear you fine. Okay. Now, because I was thinking, you know, you're... You, you were he was against the recall no I, I, well you know, okay. he well, he didn't want to sign it but then I thought to myself you know he said it was on principle I vote or whatever that kind of yeah stuff. yeah I, I like to you vote know, for, and then uh, you know because elections then, are supposed to have then consequences he said he, so. he, you know but then I thought to myself so what would happen if uh, if the uh, the car company said we need to recall your car because the brakes are bad would you be against that too yeah I don't think it's the same well I think it is the same how man. is it the same because it's a <laughs> it's a faulty part. In the system, we have a faulty mayor in our system. I think all the parts hey. are faulty, aren't they? Okay. You all know. right. Okay. Well, Aaron, you're, you're persuading me, man. All right. Well, again. Well, I'm glad I, you signed it. I have because now you're it, so. on the list and you're going to be published that your name's on the list. All right. Well, uh, there you, know. you go. It's. Uh, you I know, haven't I signed it yet. You know, okay. you don't like to be on the list. He's holding off. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm just new here, and back in California, the the recalls were astroturfed by far right, you know, by Republicans. Right. Right. Trying to get rid of Gavin Newsom is really popular. Right. So. You know, I'm yeah, always wary of these things. But so you lived in California? Only for the last 30 years, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Where did you live? Uh, last 11 years in Pacifica, California. Before that, in San Francisco. Oh, okay. Yeah, Northern California. You ever live in Southern California? I wouldn't do that. Why not, man? Too many Dodgers fans there. Dodgers fans? Yeah. Who needs that? Well, what? Are Beat you a LA. Giants fan? <laughs> of course. So you're a baseball fan? I am. Oh, baseball's the worst, man. Oh. <laughs> so who watches baseball? It hasn't anymore? gotten it hasn't gotten any better. Yeah. In well, recent it's not going to get any better. So, what else has been going on? I, I see uh, it's Super Bowl weekend, or as you like to call it, Super Blow weekend is coming. Yes, up. it's happening. And I remember uh, part some of your traditions. Uh, uh, it's it's mainly like uh, ruffles with green onion dip. 
And, no, that's New Year's Day. Oh. I don't do I don't do onion dip on Super Bowl. All right, day. I'm getting confused. But yeah, an, an eight New ball, Year's. an eight ball, an eight ball. Is, uh, okay, yes. there you go. Now All I right. can't get an eight ball, but maybe someone at Zulu can score me an eight ball. Well, I'm sure it can be done. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if uh, uh, yeah. I'm pointing any fingers. We are at Snake and Jake's Christmas Club Lounge, so uh, yes. you know, anything's possible here. Yeah. So, so that that the Super Bowl. That's a game that has four 15 minute quarters that take seven and a half hours to play. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yep. Yep, yep. That's why you need the blow. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> <To> pay attention. <laughs> yeah. Because it's probably one. Of, it's probably the worst game of the year in, in the entire season. Oh, and there was just this study came out today that ninety four percent of the players that they studied, nearly four hundred ex players, had. What's it called? CRT? CTI. C- CRT. The other one. <laughs> yeah. The other one. CTI, critical race theory. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah right. critical, they all had critical race theory. Right. Sure. <laughs> 94% they, they thought of them. they did because they had so much CTI. And then, yeah, and then yeah, they got yeah. banned by, by Governor DeSantis sure. and it was all over. Right, right. No, I'm surprised it's not 100% because, uh, man, you well, know, you the know they're the, slapping each other the around The average out there. career of an NFL player is three years and then they're done. And some and people like Herschel Walker go on too long, and then look what happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there you go. <laughs> then you run for Senate and, and embarrass yourself. Yep. Yeah. Well, so we're in the carnival season. Well, something I w- happened a couple of weeks ago I wanted to touch on briefly here. Uh, I went through the – I had to, to fly to Pittsburgh to play a gig. On the way there, I, I, I left my, uh, my Trouble Men podcast stickers in my back pocket along with my ID and my credit card. That's what I keep back there. And it showed up on the, the. You don't keep them in your purse. No, no, no. I I, I had the purse on the uh, on the on the. Uh, okay, on the X-ray so you, machine. Pittsburgh. Why were you in Pittsburgh? I hate that city. Pittsburgh, man. Uh, well, That's what, what I call it. What do you like? I like <laughs> LA. Okay. I right. like Vegas. Okay. Very good. I right. like well, I didn't Barcelona. Go to either one of those. And I like uh, Vancouver. Okay, well, I didn't go to and any of those. And I like... Um, I, it uh, wasn't a pleasure trip to, to go to Pittsburgh. It was Pittsburgh, uh, that's what I like to call it. Pittsburgh, okay. It was... Uh, it's I, one level above this city. Um, above? Uh, yeah. It's, 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 I'd say it's a lateral move, but, uh, but it's probably safer than this city right now, for sure. Anyway, on the way there, this... Uh, you the, lost your wallet. No, no, no. The, 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 the thing went off, you know, the x-ray, and the guy said, oh, well, you got something in your crotch region. I'm like, my crotch region? And I'm feeling around, you know, I'm like, oh, I have this thing in my back pocket. Here it is. You want me to go back through? He goes, no, now I got to pat you down, man. Oh. And I'm like, what? And I said, I'll just go. He goes, no, once it, once it signals, I got to pat you down. He goes, I'm going to use the back of my hand on your crotch and, and, and behind you. <laughs> I'm like, okay, like that's supposed to be, uh, you know, better. So he's he's like, you know, rubbing his back of his hand against my dick and then against my ass. And then he, but then he starts like, uh, you know, doing a very, very uh, invasive uh, uh, pat down where he's got his two hands wrapped around my leg going all the way up. And I'm like, well, now your hand is on my dick. <laughs> you know, the, the, <laughs> the front of your hand is now <laughs> on my dick, you know, and then the other one, it's like, Jesus Christ, I expected uh, flowers the next day or something, man. I, I was going to say, like so you date. guys got, uh, got his number? Yeah, yeah, it felt like a third date, man. Yeah. Jesus Christ. So this was at our airport? This or was Pittsburgh? at our airport. No, this was at, at, uh, at Louis Armstrong, our really? airport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So were First your bandmates I, just looking at you, laughing hysterically? They were not They were somewhere else. I, 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 I didn't see them while all this was going on. You know, we, we, we try to uh, keep our distance. So he was <laughs> grabbing, he was grabbing on, your trumpet? 
Oh man, yeah, yeah. No, he was he was uh, he was getting very personal, man. I, I I can't remember ever having a pat down that that intimate, and why even did by you the cops. Beep? Now why did you beep? Because again? I just had the uh, uh, because a, you uh, got a steel plate uh, in your head. Uh, well, not that they know that already, but uh, no. Were the, you trying to bring a, a cucumber wrapped in foil? <laughs> <laughs> like in, is that what you're trying to in do? In Spinal Tap? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, no, again, it was just an envelope with stickers and my, my ID in my back pocket. So, man, they have a very, very thin now, why margin Why did you there. not take them out and put them in the tray? Because I didn't, re- I forgot. It's, you know, it's an oversight. That happens, you know. Anyway. Anyway, So yeah. uh, be diligent, people, unless you want, uh, unless you want some uh, some possibly wanted contact i don't know they're they're gonna get in there on you though so now on the way back was your name on a list um, sometimes that happens it, i remember when traveling through europe when i had problems like in uh barcelona all of a sudden like i go i tr- took the train to paris and they pull me over to the side now they didn't have all the screening they have today we're talking back in the right. late 80s and stuff right. but after this little problem i had in barcelona they uh Anywhere I went after that, I was on a list, so they would pull me to the side just to talk to me again, yeah. to, to pat me down again. Right. You know, so they didn't do that to you. No, no, no. I don't think I made a list. You know, because I, I, I checked out, they didn't find anything on me. Anyway, uh, just a, a, a sad note here before we get to our guest. Uh, lost the great Bert Bacharach yesterday, yes. last night. Yeah, tremendous uh, talent. Never be another. Yes. Uh, don't 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 sleep on Burt Bacharach, people. Go check out every every uh, uh, everyone's a winner. Every song. Yeah, I remember I saw the first time I saw Burt Bacharach was on the Muppets. Okay. The, not the morning show, but the evening show they uh-huh. used to have on the weekend. Yeah, yeah, the Muppets, the Muppets show. Yeah. Was that yeah. the raunchy one? The raunchy one. The yeah, the raunchy right, right, one. Right. Yeah, that's the first time I ever saw him, and uh, he was good. Yeah, he was a good guy. Uh, I got yeah. to see him play live on on the Gulf Coast one time. Had a uh, something. Did uh, he pat you down? <laughs> did you value backstage? Uh, unfortunately, he did not pat me down. Yeah. But, uh, but what happened to Hal David? Is he still around? Oh God, I don't know. That's a good question. What happened to Leslie Brickus? That's what I want to know. Because <laughs> Leslie Brickus and Burt Bacharach did some music together, didn't huh. they? Uh, I'm not sure. With about Tony that. Newley. Well, I don't. Yeah, I, Tony Newley, uh, Leslie Brickus. Uh, and uh, who was the guy who played Bernardo in West Side Story? George Chakaris. Huh. That's who it was. Okay. I think they did an album together back huh. in the 60s. Right. Just silently shaking my yeah. head. Have, have it was a pro-Vietnam record, I think Okay, we'll have to look that yeah. one up. Yeah. That sounds like Probably a... Probably had Kid yeah. Rock on it as well then. Right, yeah, right, right. that's what I think it was. All right, it well, was, uh, maybe we should get our guest on. I think John here. Wayne was on the album, that, too. That sounds familiar. You know. Well, uh, don't, don't start me off on John Wayne. Okay, all right. <laughs> well, let's, uh, we're, we're running long he, he here. He was an this, evil motherfucker. running long uh, here on this. So let's get our Can guest Can I say motherfucker? Sure. sure. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Motherfucker. Right on. Um, I like the way you say it. I like that lilt in your voice when you say motherfucker. it. Motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to do an English, a London version. <laughs> Okay, well, uh, as you can tell, we have a, a terrific guest here. He's a, he's a wonderful music photographer, photojournalist. He's published a number of hardcover uh, photo collection books and magazines covering uh, uh, groups like The Clash, uh, The Damned, Echo and the Bunnymen, Paul Weller, The Jam, on and on. He's uh, also the owner of the, the newly opened Mostly Rock and Roll Gallery right down there in the French Quarter on St. Peter Street. 
and uh, he's, uh, he's recently moved to New Orleans. He has great timing. Um, so uh, without further ado, <laughs> yeah, great timing. <laughs> without further ado, the great Mr. Steve Report. Thank you. <laughs> Welcome, Steve. Welcome. You know, man. there's actually a Neil Simon play called "I'm Not Rappaport." Yes, yes, and I don't know why. I used to have the poster of that in my room. It, it's it's the two P's. So 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 you you say your name Report, but but only because that's my name. Right, right, right. But it kind of looks like rapport or something. Like you it, think it might be pronounced like that. Yeah, but people say Rappaport like Michael. Right. But I'm not, Ian Rappaport. I'm not Rappaport. Yeah. You're not Rappaport. It's Rapport. <laughs> and it's not French, which would be Rapport. Right. But I'm a Cockney, so we don't pronounce our T's. So I would say, it, if I was being a Cockney-like, I would say Rapport. Okay. Without, without the T. But for you nice people, it would be Rapport. Okay. All right. If it was Michael Caine, it would be Rapport. <laughs> <laughs> now, what if it was right. Sean Connery? Then it would be... Rapport. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Okay, well, so as I as I said, uh, Steve and I just met the other day at the this uh, big Clash event. Steve had a, a bunch of his uh, original uh, Clash photographs uh, taken back in the day that were on display there. Well, Steve, tell us a little bit about uh, your your life as a as a journalist there in in London. Uh, as a, a, f a photojournalist, uh, photographer. Well, that's quite a general question. So let me be specific. Yes, please. Uh, oh, where do I begin to tell the story of how great it? Uh, 1981. Um, I was doing a <laughs> my third year doing a PhD in law and public order. Well, maybe we uh, should go back and start start a little bit before that, Steve. <laughs> so, so you uh, you you are you are from London. I was born in Stepney a very, very long time ago. Oh, okay. Stepney in the east end of London. Yeah. Okay. And uh, so you uh, went to school there, obviously. Were you Essex. Went, mostly went to school in Essex. Went to university at the University of Warwick, which happened to be in Coventry, or just outside Coventry, which happens to be where the specials are from. Okay. And um, I was there from 75 to 81, because I did undergrad there, and then I stayed to do postgrad which I never finished because of fucking Robert Plant. So if, if it hadn't been for Robert Plant, I might have finished my PhD and be uh, doctor. So? I blame him for a lot of things, Robert <laughs> Plant. Yeah. He's now an wait, easy target. Yeah. No stairway to heaven, right? Yeah. Well, let me ask you something. So who, who does your, do your parents, one birthday or Christmas, give you a camera? <laughs> uh, and to say I'm glad you asked that. So here's the story of my. This is what I think is the story of my first professional camera, and it comes full circle thanks to my friend Omar over there. Um, so We're somewhere around, get to you, shout Omar. out to Omar. Yeah. Right on. Omar's coming. Omar's coming. So 71 or 72. You know, I was into photography, and my dad, my dad was a bit of a would-be East End villain, like low key. Huh. Um, just low. Key. I think he knew people who knew people. Right. He's a bookie. He, he wasn't a bookie, but he was a compulsive gambler. Oh. So he was the other end. He was the one giving the bookie the money. Yeah, yeah. You know, we lost our house. Oh. He gambled away our house. He was actually one of the first Gamblers Anonymous members in England. Wow. But, but he, I think he fancied himself as a bit of a, what we call a wide boy. So he'd come home on a Friday, and we lived in this council flat, which is like public housing mm -hmm. for a while. And we were upstairs and he'd park downstairs I come downstairs he'd open what we call the boot the trunk of the car mm. and there'd just be stuff in there like 
you know, a cassette recorder, a bunch of records, uh, Van Morrison's Astral Weeks, mm. uh, It's a Beautiful Day. I remember getting those, the, my first vinyl albums from that, and there'd be cameras and goodness, I said, do you want a camera? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Dad, <laughs> thanks. Up the nice pizza. So there was this Pentax, it was a Honeywell Pentax Spotmatic, <laughs> Spotmatic, right? And um, I said, all right, I'll have this. And uh, we suspected, you know, it's kind of don't ask, don't tell, but sure. we suspected the expression in England, it, it fell off the back of a lorry. Yeah, we have that. Yeah, we call it fell off the back of a truck. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we have that same expression. So you got a, you, there's tons of vinyl in his boot, but you didn't have a record player. No, I, I got the records. Uh, I must have had a record player because we used uh, to buy like Beatles singles. I remember we uh, had loads of Beatles singles growing up and Beatle albums and Rolling Stones and... and um, now those guys are pretty big, I hear. Those two bands. <laughs> They're not as big as the Clash. Right. So this camera uh, was my first. I think my first SLR single lens reflex camera uh -huh. that I used um, professionally or amateurishly. And it just so happens that that when my friend over here Omar and his girlfriend Jeanette came down from DC this weekend to visit me uh, here in New Orleans, they brought me a gift. <laughs> it's a, it's an Asahi. It's a it's a uh, a Honeywell Pentax Spotmatic. It's like the wow. same camera that I had. Nice. I didn't realize it weighs like forty seven pounds, yeah. <laughs> and it seems to function. It just needs a battery for the light meter. Actually, has a light meter in it. But the funny thing is, well, part of the funny thing is, it, it wasn't an Asahi Pentax. It was a Honeywell Pentax, and I always thought that meant it was it was like a. <laughs> Like not a real Pentax, you know, uh -huh. just some kind <laughs> like of knockoff. Knock but it turns out Honeywell Pentax was the U.S. brand mm, for right. Asahi Pentax. It was, a, it was a real camera. But my dad did actually get nicked for handling stolen goods. Yeah. And and he got fined. And there was a little uh, paragraph in the Ilford Recorder, which was our local newspaper. Mm. And I remember my mate at school, my best mate at school, saying, "Sorry to hear about your dad." And I was like, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> fuck, fuck. Now, did you take pictures of your dad going to jail? He, he didn't actually go to jail, oh, he just he, got fined. Oh, he just got fined. Thankfully. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I did take pictures of my dad. <laughs> if you come to my house, I'll show you one. Okay. I'll show you two, because there's one in the 50s where he looks like me. I mean, I look like him. So you started taking pictures early on, uh, like as a teenager, you're starting to go to, to rock shows? And no, more travel. You know, I always take a camera when I traveled. Okay. But I was really into music. And then as the 70s wore on, and we got into, you know, I'd see the Rolling Stones, Pink Floyd, The Who, wow. The Eagles. I go and see all the, you know, the. I started off seeing The Faces, Rod Stewart and The Faces. One Actually, of my, my favorite band bands. One of my favorite bands. Oh, one of the best live bands of all I know, time. I'm I know, so I know. I have some of their live records from the 70s. Fabulous. I mean, Ron, Ronnie Wood, Ronnie Lane, yeah. Ian McLagan, Kenny amazing. Jones, amazing. Rod Stewart in his prime. Right. I mean, right. they were amazing live. And if you like football, because of course I grew up with football, Rod was a huge football fan. He'd kick footballs into the audience yeah. and you'd fight over them. And yeah, yeah nice. brilliant. And he's a, big, he's a big football fan and I'm a big football fan. So. so another full circle is when I first met Joe Strummer in 1982 in Hollywood, um, we went out for a drink. I was fortunate enough to go out for a drink at Barney's Beanery with Joe and Cosmo Vinyl. And some, we had some kind of drinking game, which is odd because I don't really drink. But you had to name the first vinyl album that you ever bought. And Joe said, Every Picture Tells a Story by Rod Stewart. Oh, nice. And I said, Me Too. So you both had to take a shot. We, we had a Me Too moment okay. together. Now, <laughs> 82, because I remember in 81 being in L.A., because that's where I'm from. 
the stone. Now you tell me. Yeah. After all that, <laughs> yeah. me insulting LA and everything. Yeah. Beat uh, LA. Um, there was, they were exploded because the Combat Rock album came out. Was that the same? Because I remember they did like eight shows in a row at Hollywood Palladium. Well, I went to see them at Hollywood Palladium. Yeah, but yeah. this was June the 19th, 1982 with the beat, the English beat. Okay. Now, all right. Now, I think they came a, a year earlier and played the Palladium. I don't think the beat opened for them then, but I, there was like six or seven shows, and I went to s five of them. Wow. I snuck into four of them, and I paid for one. I paid for one show, and that was the highlight. I mean, because I, I was like 18, you know, 19 years old, and that was the highlight. You know, it was amazing. Just an amazing, amazing run. And... Um, then they'd all, you know, it all. Because listen, let me show you. I gotta show you something here, Mr. I'm usually the one who does that. I'm usually the one who says, okay. "Wait, let me show you a picture." This is Joe Strummer in my hotel room in Spain. Oh, fuck off! That's Joe in my hotel room in Spain. Wow. Oh, that's okay, so for those picture. of you, for those of you who can't see this picture because this is a podcast, right? Uh, it's a Polaroid, right? A Polaroid. Taken with a Polaroid SLR 680 or something similar. Uh huh. Uh, and it's it's forty odd years old, and it's and it's, this is uh, we're in El Maria, Spain, shooting straight to hell. Oh, so it would be in the nineties? No, no, like eighty seven, around eighty seven, eighty eight. And he oh. came to my hotel room, and he rolled in English, which I never, you know, I didn't like the English, you know, joints because it was half tobacco, half pot. It was but, hash resin. Yeah, and hash resin. But this is Joe. He said, "Manny, take my picture." What? <laughs> and and um, I like that. that's a good. I role. was one of the few people probably left in the world that still had a Polaroid camera, because everything was uh, going. My hands up. You can't see it, but my hands up. I, I, yeah, I, I still have still? a Polaroid camera now. Oh, okay. Can you still get the film for it though? That's no, the problem. I, I didn't take the film out of it thirty years ago, so it's all kind of. Yeah. It's all kind of well, that's melted. That's a fun picture. Together, we'll we'll, we'll post camera. that one on the. Yeah, uh, on it's this a good episode. picture. Yeah, 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 yeah. Joe. So we we kind of jumped ahead of ourselves. Yeah, yeah. Let's go we? back so, to uh, the so seventy-five to eighty-one. Right. So so I actually spent the summer of of seventy-seven in America. Uh, the day I landed in New York hmm. City for my first ever smell of of, of America of New York. It, it, this was when New York was bankrupt, and we landed, and the Daily News headline was something to the effect of "Son of Sam kills seventh." Uh huh. <laughs> right. It was summer of Sam. And, and well, you do have great timing. So you're showing up in New York right by the middle of that. You're in New Orleans yeah, right like, now. It's like July the 2nd, 1977. Uh -huh. and, and the hotel, it's an exchange program for students. And, and the hotel we're staying in is the Hotel Carter, which is on 7th Avenue and 42nd Street. Yeah. So, and this is not Disney. This is like... This is this is pre Disney. Real New York. This yeah, is yeah. real. This is real New York. <laughs> this is taxi driver. This is taxi, taxi driver. driver in New York. This yeah. is taxi driver in yeah. New York. Yeah. You know, I was I was I kept saying one of these days I'm going to get myself organized. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so I had to go out for a walk. It's 11 at night as well. So I could walk around the block. And there's these Puerto Rican kids in doorways smoking dope and looking at us. And then the taxis are rolling past. And as they go in, all the potholes are all, the cars are backfiring. The taxis are backfiring. We're like, oh shit, shit. Someone's shooting at us. Right. And, uh, <laughs> that was pretty fun. Sure, sure. Anyway, that was 77. So when I got back to England, my sister had saved every issue of NME, the New Musical Express, from mm -hmm. the summer. And then I realized 
all this stuff had been happening while I was away. Oh. The Clash, the Jam, the Sex Pistols, the Damned, Elvis Costello. And um, I read through them all and then started going to see the Clash and the Jam. And didn't see the Sex Pistols, but just went to a ton of gigs. Uh -huh. And I was doing postgrad, but it was there were no classes. It was just... Um, You're doing a dissertation. I was supposed to do this dissertation, right. which... I was doing MPhil for two years, which was 60,000 word dissertation. I transferred to PhD, which is 90,000 words. Now, what field was this in? It was in Law and Public Order. Oh, okay. The title was How the State Controls Dissent in a Democracy, mm -hmm. which is actually part of the Clash story as well, uh, right. if we have time for that. But the problem was going from 60,000 to 90,000 words is I just didn't know that many words. <laughs> I mean, who knows 90,000 words, right? So I thought, I'm going to have to use uh and the a lot, <laughs> okay. and then I'm going to get found out. And yeah. So I was going to see all these bands and people come to my office. I had an office, but no classes. So people come over and we'd listen to records. And, and then as it wore in 77, 78, 79, then you're getting into the specials, two-tone, selector. In Coventry, that's where I was. So mm. the Concrete Jungle, Ghost Town, that was my city. That was oh, okay. where I was at university. So I got to know the specials a bit. And I was taking pictures for my student paper. So I went to see Echo and the Bunny Man, got backstage because I blagged my way in because, you know, student paper. Uh-huh. And you have a camera. And I had a camera. Yeah. Which sure. is a plus if you're a photographer. Yeah. Yeah. Quite a big Comes plus, actually. Yeah. Especially in the days before. They hadn't thought to invent cell phones with right, cameras right, yet. Right, right, right. So, you know, either you had a photographic memory or you needed an actual camera. Sure, sure, And I sure. was lucky enough to have this stolen uh, item. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> and um, th that's kind of a funny story because... The specials were always nice to me, except Jerry Dammers. And this went on for like two years. Every time I see the, see the specials, they'd be, all right, Steve, how you doing? And Jerry would just like give me the death stare. And then after about two years of this, he walked up to me one day and he said, sorry, mate, I thought you were someone else. <laughs> <laughs> Finally figured out you're not a guy I hate. <laughs> and he didn't hate me. It turned out he didn't hate me. Right. So um, <laughs> actually became... A pretty good friend of Jerry's. He's kind of one of my idols, one of my one of my musical heroes because he wrote "Free Nelson Mandela." Yeah, number one. Well, oh. he he wrote all those special songs and he wrote "Ghost Town." Oh. and um, he wrote "Free Nelson Mandela." And I worked on the video of that with him. Oh, and he founded um, Artists Against Apartheid UK. Oh, okay. Artists Against Apartheid. Little Stephen founded the American one, but but Jerry with uh, Dali Tambo, who was the son of Oliver Tambo who was the head of the ANC, the African National mm. Congress, yeah. is during apartheid, um, they, they founded Artists Against Apartheid together. Okay. And, and Jerry wrote this song that, you know, Nelson Mandela was known to, you know, black people in South Africa and freedom fighters and people, you know, doing the struggle worldwide, but not a lot of white people were that aware of the plight of Nelson Mandela. He'd been in jail for, what was it, 21 years in captivity at uh -huh. that time his body abused but his mind is still free and that song with the chant with the chanty you know chorus mm. one of the best songs i think ever written it got taken up as a chant in south africa wherever wherever the black south africans would gather football stadiums or rallies yeah. they would sing that and they do that i don't know if you know they do that thing where they'll bounce up and down uh -huh. i'm bouncing up and down now right right <laughs> <laughs> and 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 they sing it and um he he uh put on this show he was responsible for this show in 88 at Wembley Stadium uh, Nelson Mandela's 70th birthday celebration which a lot of big stars played at including George Michael and Eurythmics and I think maybe little Stephen came over for that um, 
And when he was released, and I was lucky enough to shoot that show, and then when Nelson Mandela was released in February of 1990, he was very aware of the, six, of the 88 show. Yeah. And he asked if he could come back to Wembley. Um, so two months later, he came to Wembley in April of 88. Uh, excuse me, of eight, eight, April of 1990. Mm-hmm. And I guess because of my association with Jerry, I was able to get a photo pass and be there for, for Nelson Mandela's speech. And he was there with Winnie. Uh, this was before all the bad stuff. Right. And um, yeah, there was some bad there was stuff. Some bad yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, but but Nelson Mandela was never tainted. I don't think in any way. I think he's one of the genuine right heroes now, was, in the history of the was, world. Did you get to know the Specials lead singer who just passed away? I knew Terry quite well. Yeah, and, and his death it affected me and my friends more than maybe any other death. Maybe even more than Joe in some ways. And I think it's because. The specials, you know, 79 was a terrible year in Britain. That was the year that horrible woman was elected. The National Front, the fascists. I was with the anti, Anti-Nazi League. Um, we had two-tone, you know, we had all the two-tone bands. And that was very, Jerry's idea for two-tone records was very specifically black and white. Mm-hmm. Um, all the bands had black and white members. The Beat, Selector, Body Snatchers, the specials. And... Um, those songs really captured the swirling atmosphere of fear and violence and maybe a little bit of optimism. And Terry's deadpan delivery was was really everything. Ghost Town. Uh, Ghost Town's really the reason they split up. Oh, really? Well, yeah, Terry left because Jerry had this... It's a very, very complex song. And funnily enough, Renee's band was supposed to play it as part of the tribute. And Papa Mali, uh, Malcolm said... It's, we couldn't do it. It's just too complex. Right. We didn't wind up with all the 35 Clash songs. We didn't have uh, time to devote to uh, the special stuff like we would have needed to to, to do something as complex as, as Ghost Town. Ghost Town so, is a very, yeah. very complex song. Yes, and he yeah, really yeah. pissed off the rest of the band because, you know, they were used to doing their Scar songs. Yes. And here was this, this dense thing. And he, he made them do it and they did it. And it, it went straight in at number one. There was a great video. And it's Fabulous a real, an amazing document of our time. And my city, you know, my, my adopted city of Coventry, which is a concrete jungle. It's pretty, pretty fucking horrible place, to be honest. Sorry, Coventry. Um, but, <laughs> Shout out but, to Coventry. But, but then, but then <laughs> Hang I was, in there, guys. So I worked with them, and then they split up. So he formed the Fun Boy 3, Fun Boy 3. with Neville and Linville. Yeah. And they were three smashing guys, smashing blokes. And I got to work a lot with them. I worked on the summertime video, the... Uh, uh, I, did, I didn't work on that one, uh, but yeah, yeah, they had that big hit with. That was, I think it was the first big hit. Yeah, taking over the now, asylum. I saw Fun Boy Three in L.A. I took my little sister and her f- girlfriends because they were big Terry fans from from the specials, and it was the funniest thing. I said, "Okay," because they were underage, and I took them to this club to see Fun Boy Three. And here comes Terry, you know, he totally done with the mod look. He had a huge, like, Jerry Garcia beard <laughs> and, and this huge, like, <laughs> freaky hair. And my sister, my poor little sister and her girlfriends were so disappointed. Crestfallen. They, like, they, they were just like, that's not him. That's not Terry. <laughs> he used to be so cute. Yeah, he, <laughs> and it really was Terry. Yeah, it was him. It was hilarious. But it, even in the Funboy 3 as well, he still had that, that deadpan. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, he was always. There, there was a lot of pathos in Terry. I mean, I, I took pictures of the, that first, the first professional assignment that I had. So to cut, go back again mm-hmm. to 81, you know, Robert Plant played at my university with the Honey Drippers at my student union. 
and that was his first you know one of his first gigs since Led Zeppelin and split up yes. which was around 78 I think or 79 and um, and I took pictures and they were not great it was a student union gig the lighting was there was no real light rig there mm-hmm. um, but I I enacted a Bruce Springsteen song you know I processed the film made some prints and I took the bus to London to Victoria and um, it's like follow that dream I don't know if you know uh-huh. that Springsteen song and I got to Victoria Station and again no one had, had thought to invent a cell phone yet so sure. I had to go to the phone book it was an open phone and it had for the kids something called the yellow pages <laughs> where you would actually look up phone numbers <laughs> right, a, in a, a book about 2,000 pages right, right. thick and I thought who would be interested in pictures of Robert Plant now NME New Musical Express was the quality music paper with the amazing photography Penny Smith kind of my photographic hero Anton Corbin mm-hmm. all the great pictures the clash stories and everything but Sounds was much more likely to want pictures of Robert Plant Okay. so I found Sounds number called got put through to the picture editor uh, Eric Fuller and he said yeah come over to Covent Garden mm. So I took the train over to Covent Garden. He looked at my little shitty little portfolio and he said, yeah, we can use this picture. Uh, do you want to write 50 words for the news? And we use it on our news page. <laughs> and then he looked at my little portfolio and said, well, if anything's happening in Coventry, ha, 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 like anything mm-hmm. would be happening in Coventry, we'll, we'll get in touch with you. And I have no idea how you used to get in touch with someone. <laughs> right. Because right. I was a student. Yeah. And, you know, so I figured he probably sent a raven from, from down south to, uh, to the north well, the, the Midlands, uh-huh. and um, somehow I got the I got the note that the specials were playing at Butts Stadium in Coventry, and could I take some pictures? So I did that, and and they used a picture of Jerry Dammers backstage, kind of a nice one. They used it pretty big, and Terry was I got pictures of Terry outside with Jeanette, I think her name was Ju- Jeanette or Juliet, um, and he was wearing this big double-breasted suit. He looked so cool, but that was the lady that he married. Okay. Okay. That was a lady that he cheated on with Jane when he was touring with the Go Go's. Go Go Jane White. And that's yeah. what they wrote Our Lips Are Sealed about. Oh, yes. Terry and Jane okay. wrote Our Lips yeah. Are Sealed. And when she eventually left him, uh, I think it was years later, I think they were together for quite a long time. That's when he had his breakdown. He, yeah. You know, that was a long, long, long relationship. Right. And, and um, so I have this early now, picture of the two of them ever, together. Did you ever get a chance to see the Modettes? I took pictures of the Modettes. Really? Yeah. No, I love that band. And 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 is it? Uh, oh, now I'm forgetting her name. But one of the Modettes was in. She played with the Funboy Three a lot as well. So yes. She was in one or two of the videos. Yeah, I don't. Re- I don't her. remember the name either. But the Modettes come to me. I, I, we follow each other on Instagram, so oh, I should really? remember her name. Yeah. Because back in the '70s, there was one radio station on Sunday nights where a DJ named Rodney on the Rock. Would I've heard that name. Yeah, he's a brilliant. Oh, on guy. KROQ. Yeah, KROQ. Yeah, 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 yeah it's K-Rock. Yeah. yeah, he would play all this stuff from England, and that's when I first heard the Modettes. I heard the Sex, all these bands and the Body Snatchers. Oh, everything! Right, right, right. And he he got it all, and he interviewed. I remember he interviewed the Sex Pistols, um, and the only thing I remember is he said who do you like in America and they said nobody except the Ramones that's all they said <laughs> good answer oh yeah there you go there you go yes so we're looking at a picture that I took in yeah. on June the 19th 1982 at the Hollywood Palladium yes. outside the Palladium the Clash with special guests the English Beat I was presented pro- by KROQ yeah I was at this show sold out yeah. yes nice amazing man so you're at that sold out show and uh 
everything, everything, and the everything in my life comes back to the Clash. Like everything. Nice, nice. Well, uh, Manny, this seems like a uh, good time. Oh to yeah, take a we gotta break take a here. break. We're gonna take a break. Yeah, so, I need to uh, pee really bad. Yeah, yeah. So uh, what well, is it? Probably Manny too. So uh, yeah. tell tell him tell. That's my, oh yeah. So uh, the troubled nation knows the drill. We're gonna get a libation and we'll be right back. Right back, not left back. Right back. <laughs> This town is coming like a ghost town. All the clubs are being closed down. This place is coming like a ghost town. Back, back with Mr. Manny Chevrolet. I am Renee Coleman. Back with our guest, Mr. Steve Report. Uh, now, Steve, I know you're you're new to the podcast, uh, uh, but uh, we we have had a checkered history with sponsorship, as, as you might imagine. And uh, at this point, uh, we're we're relying on uh, listener support. You know, we have we have a lot of listeners. We have a lot of guests. Great guests. Devoted listeners, and uh, you know, we're, so we we have the uh, several uh, methods that they can support the podcast. We have a, a Venmo link and a PayPal link that are in the uh, the uh, the the show notes of every every uh, episode and and the 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 uh, Facebook page, and and we rely on loose change. That's the word I'm forgetting, Manny. Loose change, not yeah. loose cattle, but loose change. Loose change, yes. Loose change, man. Yes, because everybody's got it, and uh, you know, and we need it. We need it. Do people still have loose change? Some well, do. Some yeah. do, but uh, you know, we use that in a metaphorical sense. You oh. know, it's a figurative sense. That's uh, the biggest word so far tonight. Yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, so, yeah, figurative sense, and, uh, you know, it, uh, it doesn't have to be uh, actual solid change, you know. It's, it, it's all digital now, you know. It's, it's, uh, it's almost not even like real money. It's so just NFTs. NFTs, sure, sure, sure. Man, crypto. Actually, yeah, crypto. And that's not the National Film Theater, right? No, 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 no. no. Um, but, but we need their money. We right, need people's right. money to and survive. Give them the money. And, and, what they're basically saying is and, give them some well, money. And, yeah. and, well, actually, and we also have the Patreon page. And we have a, a new patron who signed up this week, and uh, a new who? Uh, 
a patron. For oh, the, for really? The, so he's he's supporting us uh, week in and week out, just like we're producing shows week in and week out. And and unusually, uh, th- this guy said, "Don't mention my name <laughs> on the air." Oh, so he's keeping right. it on the down low. His name's John. Don't tell anyone. His, his, well, you 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 are very uh, perceptive because that's a good guess. <laughs> <laughs> Elton John. His name is oh, John. Elton John. Oh, well, you're supposed Elton. to say that, yeah. Manny. Anyway, uh, he's keeping it on the DL. We get that. Uh, you know, not everybody Keep wants to be outed. Yeah, the dis- disabled list. Yes. And oh, we uh, thank him. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Her, yes, yes. Thank know. them. Could be Olivia. Them and they. Yes. Gracias. And uh, and you know, it's that's available. We we do appreciate those 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 uh, Patreon patrons, man. Those those they're the salt of the earth. They're, yeah. They're doing God's work, just like we are. And uh, again, you know, other housekeeping. We have uh, you God's know the work, follow yeah. us on on uh, social media, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, you know, share, uh, rate and review, subscribe wherever you're uh, listening to this. Uh, 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 review, rate it, give us five stars. I actually got a five star uh, rating or review in on on Facebook, and it's by a witch doctor. <laughs> and I was gonna a read the witch review. Doctor? Yeah, a witch, witch doctor. A witch doctor. Yeah, yeah. He goes into a lot of. Uh, it's not w- our doctor, is it? It's it's not it's not the Troubleman Podcast staff physician. No, no, uh. no. He's an actual doctor, but uh, actual MD. But uh, you know, some I've I've needed a witch doctor now and again. You know, so I'm going to keep that guy that guy in my back pocket just in you case. You never know when you're going to you need. You never one. know. It is New Orleans, man. Um, so uh, I don't know, man. That's probably enough of that. Yeah, and also uh, if you're feeling any pain and you want some herbal oils to help with your arthritis, you can always check out our former guest Brant Ryder's site. The and, Great Escape uh, Baking Company yeah, has yeah. the the uh, the healing dragon liniment. Yeah, yeah it's, and, uh, uh, it's uh, mention ancient troubled men and get a discount and all uh, that. Kind troubled men one five. Yeah, I'll put that uh, that link yeah. in, in the show I notes. Need, as I might well. need some of that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah it's Who good doesn't, stuff. man? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's good age. stuff, yeah, yeah. man. It's, it's 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 aimed at us. But anyway, let's get back yeah, to back our guest, the great Mister Steve Report. Uh, so, Ooh, right. so Steve, we were talking about uh, you know you you had, had met the, the specials and you had, had uh, done an assignment, your first professional assignment, sort of you know second maybe I don't know who's counting, but uh, so you this is maybe just as you're getting into uh, you know the the real prof- the crux of your professional uh, life there in London. Yeah, so imagine the second half of 1981 in London. So between June and Christmas or June and New Year. I got to take pictures. It was mostly live gigs for the first few months and then started to do features, but the Clash at the Lyceum, the Ramones at the Hammersmith Palais and the, ven- and the venue, the Go-Go's at the Palais, Stray, Cat- Stray Cats at, uh, at the Lyceum, uh, Elvis Costello at the Rainbow on Christmas Eve, then January the 7th, 82, was Elvis Costello at the Royal Albert Hall with the orchestra. It just... And, and to just point out how magical New Orleans is, so I was at my gallery a few weeks ago and this, this lovely young woman comes in and she looks at the Joe Strummer pictures and said, so do you know Luce? And I said, how do you know Luce? That Luce is Lucinda, is, is, was Joe's widow. And I, I, she is someone I have been in touch with because I sent her uh, my, my Clash book and I sent her a, p- a photo of Joe and we've been in touch a bit on Instagram. I said... Yeah, I, I kind of know her. I don't know her, no, but I kind of know her. She said, how do you know? She said, well, my mom's, she's like my mom's best friend. I said, huh, who's your mom? Hmm. And she said, Christine Setzer. And it, it didn't, I didn't really hear the Setzer part. Uh-huh. And 
And it's like, whoa, 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 back up, back up. Wait, who's your dad? She said, Brian. I said, okay, this is New Orleans, isn't it? Your dad's Brian Setzer, who's the singer in the Stray Cats. I said, yeah, so I took pictures of the Stray Cats in 1981. They show her all these pictures, and she said, I've never seen these. I don't think he's ever seen these before. Wow. And then, of course, Christine came down from Nashville for the show, for your show. Oh, okay. On Tuesday. So she uh, and her friends have a huge amount of history with Joe Strummer. And then her daughter lives here and actually works at a gallery on Royal Street. So right around the corner from my gallery. No kidding. And when I showed Christine the pictures of, of Brian, they're divorced, but I think they're still pretty close. Mm-hmm. She said, oh, we have to get these to Brian because you've got pictures of him. It was an insane gig. The Stray Cats at the Lyceum. It's one of those gigs that's like seared into my memory. Yeah. They had a, a, a cityscape back, backdrop. And, you know, Slim Jim... Is, is climbing all over the drums and, and uh, Lee Rocker is climbing on his bass and he's got his bass on his head and he's jumping off the bass and, mm. and, and uh, Slim Jim's jumping off the drums and Brian is rolling on the floor playing his, his legendary uh, Falcon. Not, it wasn't a white Falcon, was it? It was more like a... Like a Atlanta Falcon. The, the Gretsch, it, definitely not an Atlanta guitar. Falcon. That's how he's playing, yeah. Yeah, he was playing this legendary... Gretsch guitar okay. and he's got his boots way up in the air so, uh-huh. she, so she definitely she said I've never seen a picture like that before of him lying on his back with his feet up in the air so I'm sending her pictures so that was an amazing six months and see how we keep coming back to the clash right. because my story of ending up here in New Orleans is is a story of Ben Jaffe of Preservation Hall and Joe Strummer and the clash and you know Ben Ben called me out of the blue 13 months ago found my number on Instagram and just called and apparently had been to my gallery in Pacifica which exploded my mind because I didn't meet him there and I had no idea he'd been there Um, now when you say Joe Strummer's widow Luce Luce was her name? Lucinda Garland now now I met his wife Gabby that was his first that was actually his second wife Gabby was his second wife because well so he married a South African woman for a hundred pounds that's Probably a good deal. Immigration deal. Yeah, yeah it was yeah. an immigration deal. But the story is that that £100 was what he used to buy the Fender with. Oh, okay. yeah. The Ignore Alien Orders Fender. <laughs> right. So that's, but that's Gabby's a still alive, 100. right? So Gabby is. And, and Gabby was the woman who drove Joe to the Ma- London Marathon in 83 when I took pictures of Joe at the London Marathon. Okay. And Gabby Salter. And they couldn't get married because Joe couldn't find the, the marriage certificate <laughs> from his South African oh, to okay. get a divorce. heiress yeah. <laughs> to get divorced. And they had two kids. They had two girls. Jazzy. Jazz and... Um, and uh, what's her name? And the other one. Yeah. yeah. Right, I right, met Jazzy. Sure, yeah. I don't think I ever met the jazz other one. Jazz and not Jazz. No. Right, <laughs> yeah. right, right. His two daughters. Yeah, and, then, yeah. and then when they got divorced, eventually, you know, he actually he met Lucinda, I think, before they got divorced and fell in love. And, and they were, I think, a pretty magical couple from everything yeah. I know. Um, Joe Joe passed away in the armchair at her at their Somerset farm. Came back right. from a walk and just sat in his chair and and, and died of a congenital heart defect. Mm. But they were clearly they were clearly very very close. And she kind of is doing her best and her bit to carry on. Excellent. You know, what, now, everything that Joe did. You mentioned Brian Setzer, and also you mentioned your first one of your first big gigs was Robert Plant and the Honey Drippers. Now, I remember the Honey Drippers were touring America, and I went to that show in Irvine Meadows Amphitheater, the Honey Drippers, and you got to remember, this is like America, Zeppelin had broken up, 
couple years earlier, whatever. Plant and Paige are doing their things and stuff. So Plant is there, and he goes, I'm going to bring out a special, you know, towards the end of his gig, he's going, I'm going to bring out a special guest. And everyone thinks it's going to be Jimmy Page (laughs) coming out to do, like, you know, Stairway or something like that. And he goes... And you got all these fucking white fucking, you know, Orange County fucking freaks there and stuff like that with, you know, some of them still have mullets and stuff like that. (laughs) And they're all like, yeah, yeah. They think he's going to bring out Jimmy Page. And he goes, Brian Setzer. And they just boo the shit out of Brian Setzer. It was so horrible. It was horrible. It was horrible. I felt so bad for Brian Setzer. And they did, you know, they did, you know, a Honey Drippers set, you know, with Brian Setzer, like two, three songs at the end of the show. And it was fabulous, but I just felt so bad for Bryce. <laughs> it's like, you know, they're expecting Jimmy Page to come out. It's yeah. like, yeah. Did, didn't they do some gigs with like an all-star guitar lineup? I think like, they I can't, did. I can't remember who, like Jeff Beck. Yeah. Uh, they yeah, had like yeah. three yeah. really famous, but not the gig I went to, I don't think. I looked at. Well, up. they didn't have Jimmy Page with the Honey. They, it, it was like Jeff Beck, maybe uh, Brian May. Brian Setzer, oh, you yeah. know. Uh, uh, he knows some people. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think he does. <laughs> he knows some people. He's <laughs> yeah, got, got a big yeah. phone book. I, yeah, I yeah, took yeah. pictures of Jeff Beck in, in England at his country estate in Surrey. Really? That's another one I was very sad about. He was very, very, very nice, very hospitable. Yeah. Took some pictures at his, he's sitting in front of his 1932 Model T red Ford that, yeah, he, that he hand sweet. built. You know, he, he used to build and rebuild hot rods. Okay, and uh, he was he was uh, rehearsing for a tour, uh, eighty eight I think, eighty eight or eighty nine, and uh, he had a rehearsal room at his, his house, and I got to take pictures of them of them rehearsing, so I got to hear him play in this little rehearsal room. That's, That's pretty special. Fun. Nice, yeah, nice. Um, so do we, where were we at? Where well, we, where I don't we know. We're, we're kind of uh, like back to the, the early 80s. You're there working. You're, you're, you've been contracted to uh, you know, work professionally, and you're taking all these photographs. This is for uh, uh, what publication? Well, now? it started so off with sounds, sounds. Right, okay. But, but then pretty soon after that, Smash Hits, number one magazine, and eventually for The Guardian, and um, even a couple of jobs for Rolling Stone, including the, the Joe Strummer Marathon pictures. I was actually hired by Rolling Stone for that. And then... Magazines, other magazines, record companies. Um, Him running the marathon was was that when it, he the clash broke up and he just said I'm going I'm I'm out of here. He went he moved to Paris and he ran a marathon. Is that what you're talking about or no? So the, the story I, I love this story and I've I've been doing some research since I've kind of been reunited with my photos. My my photo archive was in England for 27 years while I was in the States. And I was reunited with my pictures about five years ago. And again, the Joe Strummer pictures have been a big part of how I got back into photography again. Um, So Joe kind of keeps coming back into the story. The story is that he probably ran the 81 Paris Marathon. Not officially. He never had an official entry until London. In 82, they were supposed to be touring the UK and they had some gigs coming up in Scotland and the tickets were not selling. So Bernie Rhodes said to Joe, why don't you disappear? Why don't you go to Texas and stay with Joe Ely? Because he was a mate of theirs. Uh-huh. So Joe said, all right, and he went to Paris <laughs> and really did disappear. Now, this and was, he was there with already Gabby, fired, I think. They had already fired Mick Jones? This would have been 82. So Mick Jones, I have pictures of the clash at the Brixton Fair Deal, June 30th, June 31st, 
June 30th. There's no 31st in June. Uh, Did you know that? Uh, um, you, you, so June neither the 30th, one of us would have called you on it. There's a Juneteenth, though, in June. There is a Juneteenth. <laughs> yes. Um, 1982. That, that was actually Mick's last ever show in London because oh. that, that was the last date on the tour of the UK. And then they went to the US and then they split up. So, right. So, 82, yes, he, he disappeared. He went to Paris. Uh, with Gabby, I believe. Yes. I think it was Gabby. If it wasn't, it was some uh, other girlfriend that he had. And they ran the Paris Marathon, allegedly. Didn't have an official entry. I think they, there's a picture of them running. And then there was this story in Stepping Out, which is a magazine, where he was asked about his training. And this is what everyone remembers, and they think it applies to the London Marathon. Right, and right. It doesn't. This was the year before. And he, they said, what was your training regimen like? And he said, well, I didn't have one. Uh, didn't run at all for four weeks before the race and stayed up all night um, the night before the race and drank 10 pints. But, <laughs> may, but maybe I shouldn't tell that to your listeners uh, because only um, me and Hunter Thompson could do that. Right. <laughs> so because they published the story and now everyone thinks Joe was such a legend that he didn't train at all for a marathon and, and drank 10 pints. Now, I was hired to shoot him running the 83 London Marathon, which was eight, April the 17th, 1983. But when they called me and said, can you take pictures? I was like, yeah, yeah, of course. And I'd met Joe in Hollywood the year before. So I had a little bit, you know, been out for that drink with him. So I had a little bit of history. But they didn't say, here's Joe's, here's, here's Joe's phone number or here's Bernie Rhodes' phone number. Uh, call him and he'll arrange where you're going to meet. So I just very naively drove across London on the Sunday morning to Blackheath Common in the rain thinking... It'll all work out. <laughs> I just, I'm going to take pictures of Joe Strummer. And um, I, show, I showed up. I, I parked the car. And I looked it up recently. There were 16,500 entrants in the, in the race that year in, oh, in the 83 London Marathon. Plus all their friends. Right. It's raining. I get it. Everyone's got anoraks and rain jackets and umbrellas. And I look across the road, literally across the road, and there's Joe. You see him warming up. playing his day. Yeah, he's, <laughs> got his, he's got... A 1977 Complete Control T-shirt on that he's, he's customised. He's cut off the arms, cut off the neck. Uh-huh. Standing with his hands on his hips, grinning. Uh-huh. And there's no one near him. And there's this pool of light around him. And everyone else is all huddled up. And there's Joe. And, uh-huh. I, and I said, you know... Looks angelic Hey, hey Joe. Remember me? Where are you going with that gun in your hand? <laughs> I didn't really say that. Okay, good. So I probably said, all right. Uh, can I get some pictures? And he said, yes. Now... Um, Gabby was there and Joe's friend Alex and I found this out last year and then I did an Instagram live with, with Alex uh, Chetwind because he's in a lot of the pictures there's, there's Joe and this, this other bloke who looks quite fit and it turns out Alex was a runner oh, okay. Joe was a runner now most people as Michael Caine would say not a lot of people know this but Joe was a drummer Joe, not a drummer he was a runner <laughs> Joe Strummer wasn't a drummer he was a runner in high school he was a cross-country champion and there was one year which was i think 83 where when they were touring the u.s he had the band go out running every day so this is the year we're gonna you know we're gonna run Mm -hmm. so he was a runner okay so this is a clash though without mick jones this is with just uh paul and the new guys right i think it might have even been before that i think it was around that time when they were transitioning from the real band to the kind of fake best story i ever heard from mick jones is like he said, I was always late for band meetings. 
always historically late for band meetings. The one time I'm on time for a band meeting is when they the fire me. He's the one I got fired at. So, so do you know the story of uh, of Rock the Casbah? How that how that came about? Oh, uh, make that rocker drop. That line. Well, the, the actual how the song. Where they didn't Not, show up at the studio. They didn't show up at the studio, yeah. Right. And of all people, it was Topper who Topper was Topper who wrote the piano chord. Uh, yeah. Well, he came in with this, with this you know, piano line for yeah. the Casbah, and there's no one there. So they're right. all supposed to be at the studio, right? and no one's there. So he thinks, oh, fuck it. So he does a bass line for it, and then still no one's there. So he, he does his drum line for it, and then it's like three hours have gone by, there's no one there. So he does the guitar line, uh-huh. and when, when the band start rolling <laughs> in, he's like, well, here's my fucking song. I've, I've got this whole song. <laughs> right. And then I think there were some lyrics about his girlfriend or an ex-girlfriend. And then Joe took the song and went back to the Iroquois Hotel, which is where I stayed with my mate Johnny Waller uh-huh. in 84 when I first met Billy Bragg because he was staying there as well. Okay. And that turns out that, that that's where Joe spent all night writing Rock the Casbah. Oh, okay. And in my mind, it was the same room. Yeah, for well, sure. Well, I sure, also sure, heard right? that Bernie, because Joe was trying to get lyrics to that song, and Bernie said, Ah, Joe, make that raga drop. And Joe had never heard that line before in his life. He didn't know what that meant. I thought it was his old man, but... But but this is what I heard, and so he just... That was like the first line in the song. You know, you got to make that raga drop or whatever. And I have no idea what that means. Let that raga drop. Yeah, in fact, there's a podcast by this uh, DJ and she dissects songs and does a lot of research and she's got an amazing one on Rock the Casbah okay. that explains all the lyrics and it's really deep it's a, it's a heavily political song about you know women's rights in Iran and um, Saudi Arabia and yeah. in the Middle East in general right. banning western music banning rock and roll people still playing the music yeah. and the, the oil crisis and everything it's it's, right. it's you know it's Joe it's you know, why do his lyrics still resonate? Why, do, why are the Clash important in, in 2023, 40 years, in fact, 47 years after they wrote some of the songs? Right. It's because everything still resonates. Because well, what, did, what did our former guest, Matt Tecky, say uh, about Joe? He, he's, our, he's like the punk rock Bob Dylan. Didn't, that, didn't he say that? Yeah, that, that? That seems familiar, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that certainly makes sense, man. Yeah. So back to, back to that morning. Okay. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> okay. yeah. So I like to bring it I back. I had eggs. So that so, well, well, it's it's funny. You you have such a good memory. You have such a good memory for uh, for dates and stuff. I'm not, is it a little bit Rain Man. A little bit. No, it's just because I've had a gallery for two or three years now, okay. and I, I tell the stories a lot. And, okay. and you know, a little bit of ten the minutes ism. to Wapner. Ten minutes <laughs> to Wapner. And then I've and then I've, I've embellished them with some you know interesting facts. We that like that. Up. Yeah. Because I've been trying continue. to get the whole. Yeah, yeah. I've been trying to get the absolute picture. The true story of, of Joe running the London Marathon in, uh-huh. in 83. Right. And I've been the one saying, look, Joe didn't drink 10 pints before the London Marathon. He took it seriously. Now, the Rolling Stone article, as it appeared, it was in random notes. It's just a little picture and three or four paragraphs. But mm-hmm. Joe says, no, mate, I took, I took the running seriously. I went running every morning. I liked it because I could write while I was running and no one would bother me. Uh, I even swore off alcohol while I was okay. training. So, I, I just I have that clipping from Rolling Stone. I just realized that there is a byline at the bottom of it because it had occurred to me that maybe he told me that and I relayed that to Rolling Stone. Uh-huh. I didn't remember that, but I don't remember them having a journalist there. I think what might have happened is they would have called him from America, from New York, because 
they gave his time as four hours 30 minutes and his time was four hours 13 minutes and that sounds like something that would get lost in a transatlantic phone call right 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 so I asked Alex about all these things and he said well we were drinking martinis and I don't know if Joe went to the pub before this is the night before the race. Mm. I don't know if Joe came home from the pub, but we were drinking martinis. We had a couple of martinis. Got to about two in the morning, and I said, Joe, mate, we've got to get up early. I'm going to bed. So, said, so I don't know when Joe went to bed. I just okay. know I went to bed at two, and we got up early, and then, and then Gabby drove them to Blackheath. And I love this detail. Americans don't really understand this, but in Joe's Morris Minor, which I hope was green, because the green Morris Minor is kind of a special little just such a old English car oh. and Joe couldn't drive he didn't have a license but he had this souped up Morris Minor and uh, he would drive it all over London he kept getting nicked for driving it without a license oh. and that was Joe again write him a ticket right so they, they go and the idea Joe's not driving in a Rolls Royce or a Jaguar you know he's in this little Morris Minor right. it's probably two doors right, right. cramped in the back with Alex and, and she drops them off and she's in a bunch of my pictures uh-huh. and she's taking pictures like 35 with a rangefinder camera so I've been trying to get Alex I was trying to get Alex to find out if she still had the negatives from those pictures because there's, there's just like a one in a thousand chance that I might be in one of them with Joe okay and no one else was there taking pictures so Alex said Joe was pretty upset about that not that I was taking pictures, but it, was no, it wasn't a big deal. You know, right. he thought he was yeah. getting a lot of publicity out of it. Um, and maybe you're right, um, Mr. Chevrolet. It, you know, something to do with the fact that he's breaking up his fired Mick. He's breaking up the crash. He needs some publicity. And he thought maybe running the London Marathon would get him a bit more, you know, of a kick. Right. But he posed for all these pictures. And I've got these fabulous pictures of him, mostly that I didn't know I had. I only remember shooting black and white. And I only had the black and white after I got my negatives back from my mate in England. And then a couple of years ago, uh, I got sent a bunch of color transparencies from some shitty agency that had been ripping me off. I said, look, just send me all my stuff. Send me everything you have. And they sent me all this crappy stuff. And then a couple of sheets with these amazing color pictures of Joe running the marathon that I had no memory of taking. I thought I just shot black and white. Uh-huh. So I scanned those and put them on the internet and they went viral and then my career kind of took off. But just back to the race, just for a minute. Alex was a good runner. He was a better runner than Joe. That's what he told me. And he couldn't figure out how Joe finished the race before him. So he said, you know, I suspect he might have stopped in at the pub for a half, (laughs) for a swift half. There may have been a bus involved. Right. <laughs> he might have jumped. He might have jumped on a sure. bus. So he really <laughs> threw counting? a spanner in the works <laughs> right. of me trying to say no. Joe was a serious. <laughs> Joe was a serious athlete. He took it seriously. Right, he right, maybe right. didn't take it as seriously as I thought he did. But he, his number was D nine one six. and he was running for the Sun, which is horrible. Uh, but he raised money. He raised uh, eight hundred dollars for charity. And I ran the London Marathon ninety two. It's my home marathon. And I did the same thing. I couldn't get an entry. And uh, in one of the running magazines later in the year, after all the entries have been you know, used up, um, they'd have uh, small ads at the back and all the charities would advertise because they'd get five, 10, 20 yeah. bibs. And you had to sign a pledge that you would raise 500 pounds, which would have been $800 in those days. Mm-hmm. 
And I did it for Crime Stoppers. I found, you know, I got an entry through Crime Stoppers. I raised the $800 exactly the same as Joe did. Okay. And uh, I ran it in 92, right before I moved to the States. Don't tell anyone. I did it in 342. So okay. I did it a bit. <laughs> but I, took, I was very, very serious about my running. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I tried to sign pipes. up for the run, yeah. too, and they just laughed at me. <laughs> I'm not laughing. Walking was a challenge for you <laughs> yeah. at that time. Right, right. So then you moved to, uh, we're, we're actually kind of, I mean, we could spend a whole nother episode with you. Uh, he's a part two guy. He is a part two yeah, guy. Yeah, you know? I think and you're he's, a part two he's guy. Here in and New this Orleans. is my number two. His <laughs> name is number two. <laughs> he's, he's got a wry sense of humor, too. I like that. Um, well, so... So, you know, you, you spend, uh, uh, you, you go to San Francisco at some point. Uh, for 30 years. For 30 years, you're, you're doing computer programming. I was partially frozen uh, for 30 freaking uh, years. You're, you're doing a, a, a martial arts instruction. Uh, what, 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 yes. what discipline? Uh, taekwondo and kickboxing, American no kickboxing. Holy cow. Taught taekwondo. Studied with my school since 92. Um, Got my black belt in '95 and started teaching taekwondo. Um, bought the gym that I was training, that I was teaching at the dojang I was teaching at in 2001. You're one of those compact guys, you know. You have the yeah. Like I'm a, not a fighter though. I'm just a. I'm a teacher. Sure. Okay. And then kickboxing <laughs> since 1999. Did some Krav Maga, self-defense, women's self-defense. Okay. Some cor- well, that's going to come in stuff. handy because you've moved to New Orleans. Moved to New Orleans, now. Orleans right? Yeah. Where, where, where you need gundo. Yeah, you yeah. need a, a bulletproof you need vest. Gun, you need gun food. It's funny yeah. you're talking about, you know, the, the Thatcher years. You know, I remember like... Don't was, use that name or, in front uh, of me. Uh, oh, sorry, sorry. The, 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 I don't want to say the troubles because that's something else, but uh, right. the, the unpleasant right. years, the, I don't know. The what, iron years. You, you referred to it uh, some, some other way earlier, but... I'm, uh, I'm headbutting the microphone. Right, right, right. That's the sound. Um, but, but uh, you know, we're... We're we're here, kind of. Uh, I I don't know. I remember at that time going and, and playing over there with Alex Chilton, and we they just had like hammer riots in Brixton or something, where you know like the uh, things were so bad uh, that people were demonstrating and and they were fighting against the police with with hammers. And my and my football team is the Hammers. Okay. So that's <laughs> why my that's why my hat is claret because we're claret and blue. Oh. Um, we are the Hammers. Okay. Los Martillos. That? Right. Um, so yeah, there are a lot of riots in Brixton, uh, Electric Avenue, like the song, the Eddie Grant song. That's, right. that's in right. Brixton. Um, Guns of Brixton. Um, okay, quick aside. Yes. Yes. Quick clash aside. So the pictures I have up at Chikiwawa, one of them is a picture of Paul uh, Simonon or Simonon uh, playing guitar, and he's actually—it's a lovely shot of him. You see his gap tooth grin, mm-hmm. handsome man. And he's playing Joe's guitar. He's playing the Ignore Alien Orders guitar, Joe's Fender. And my Clash friends a few years ago told me, oh, that's because he's singing Guns of Brixton. Because he couldn't play bass and sing at the same time. That was his song. Uh-huh. So he swapped guitars with Joe. Joe would play the bass okay. on Guns of Brixton. And Paul would play uh, Joe's guitar. Uh-huh. But what I love about that picture is I took it in Brixton. Nice. Ah. So, when Luke was was singing Guns of Brixton uh, on Tuesday night, that meant a lot to me. Were you ever able to get in the studio when they're recording and take pictures? Oh, no. That would be Josh Choose. Okay. Because I remember I was fortunate enough when Joe was working on some of his solo records, like Earthquake Weather, in L.A. with musicians that I knew in L.A. And... 
you know, Joe was so brilliant, you know, it'd be like, he'd be in the, you know, the bass player would be like laying down a track and he'd say, make it sound like grapes. He'd say <laughs> things like that. Make it sound like grapes. Or he would say things like, hey, make it sound like it's coming from the other side of the mesa. He'd say <laughs> things like that. You sound like him when you're saying that. Actually. Well, you know, it's funny because all my L.A. friends who met him, you know, I, I was friends with the Chili Peppers, Thelonious Monster, all these L.A. Oh. bands, and we all got to meet Joe at one time or another because right. he spent a lot of time in L.A., right. especially in the, in the late 80s. So, so do you know Chris Salovich? Who? Chris Salovich. Used to be married with Versamanos, and he wrote the book. He wrote Redemption Song, the, the Judge Strummer uh, okay. biography. Yeah, no, I... Maybe I don't know. Because he was part of that. He was around uh, all those people. I was in Alvarado Street a lot of the time. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sure that means something. Probably something. To, I'm <laughs> suspecting yeah, something to do with drugs. A, a here, Warren you know. Zevon song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Karma yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. uh, You know. So, so you kept having t people send you guns and money, lawyers' yeah. guns and money, right? Yeah. yeah. But everyone does their Joe impersonation. Right. And um, I don't think mine is that great. Uh, but but well, you yeah. thought it was well, pretty yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> you no, thought no, it was no. pretty good. I was buying it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. I'd buy that for a dollar. Yeah, well, okay. that's... Yeah. Yeah. that's uh, dollar's not worth what it used to be. Yeah. <laughs> True. Exactly. <laughs> oh, man. So you're in New Orleans now. Again, uh, great timing. You know, it's... Uh, it's, it's, it's uh, the crime is ramping up. The... the uh, the uh, the infrastructure is collapsing. Could the, be a golden age for you. <laughs> Could be. The potholes are getting bigger. <laughs> potholes are getting bigger, and and you have opened a new gallery. And, uh, uh, and so, then, how are you enjoying that? Uh, you you seem so fresh faced uh, here. It's uh, <laughs> he's I pinching his own cheek. Love it. Nice. I cannot tell. My friend over here, Omar, knows. That's Omar, why he's here. shout out to Omar. Omar. Omar is all smiles. Omar, he's moving to LA. He's moving <laughs> to New Orleans as well. Um, and, Omar uh, looks like an assassin who 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 just can't. He's so he's so happy with his. The movie would be called The Mexican. Someone. <laughs> the movie would be called The Mexican. He, he'd be a former uh, DEA he like He'd be a former DEA agent who, no, who the happiest used assassin. to get drunk. Yeah. <laughs> and then eventually became an assassin. Right. And, 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 and then someone killed his family. So now he has to go and kill every motherfucker in the room. That would be, that would like be Omar's okay. story. This is, this is me and Manny's next movie. We're going to start writing. And it's mostly in Spanish, but there's some English. There's some sure. code switching in yeah, there. Yeah, some and, broken and English. Yeah, yeah. yeah and know, there's some really he, good food, and it's all spicy. He's responding with no sound whatsoever, just facial expression. <laughs> he's just like grinning. He's just yeah, like yeah, that like sketch it. from SNL where uh, um, uh, Lindsey Buckingham's on that, uh, <laughs> <laughs> where he's always going to be a guest on the show, right, but he right, always gets cut always, off. Always gets cut off. Yeah, yeah. He just smiles a lot. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> He's got the hat. Well, yeah, yeah, there you yeah. go. You got the hat. Right, there the you hat. Go. You, you, if you're in New Orleans, you have to have the hat. Yeah, you know. I, but you can't wear the hat with the with the headphones. It's kind no, of a, no, it's well, not I can't, a good look. I, I can never wear a hat. I don't have uh, hair. See, for I have hat. no hair, so yeah, I have yeah. to have a hat. Okay. You need a hat. Right, right, yes. right, right. You need a hat. If you're going to be old in New Orleans, you need a hat oh, yeah. and hang around musicians. No, seriously, Tuesday night. So Tuesday's International Clash Day event at Chikiwawa. That was the moment that every universe of mine collided. Everything we've been talking about. Yeah. Ben Jaffe was there playing the tuba, playing Clash songs on the tuba, and Gladney and Brandon Lewis from Preservation Hall were there playing on Magnificent Seven. Uh. Uh, and 
not a lot of people know this, but in, in Long Hot Summer, the, the Star Council video, which I worked on, you know, Paul Weller's another of my musical heroes, there's a boombox, and I realized last year that on the, there's a sticker on the side of the boombox, and it says, ring, ring, it's 7 a.m. And you can ask Tania Hux from Malavitas what that means. That's the opening lyrics of Magnificent Seven yeah, by right. The Clash. So there's a little bit of The Clash in the Star Council's Long Hut Summer video. And yeah. I love these ideas of worlds colliding. There's a couple of pictures that I didn't take of Paul Weller and Joe Strummer together, which kind of blows my mind. But yeah. anyway, so Ben Jaffe's there. Ben, ben is the reason I moved to New Orleans okay. and, and The Clash, because Ben Jaffe called me 13 months ago to order a, a print of The Clash. Uh -huh. And uh, that's how I ended up here. Okay. So, and then I have all these Clash pictures in my gallery and I play The Clash every day and then all these musicians and, and end up, I'm in New Orleans. Right. And I'm finding all these people who live and die, Joe Strummer in The Clash, who knew Joe. Uh, it happens a lot in, happened a lot in Pacifica, but now this place is so special. And, you know, Junker yes. Partners from here. Yes. And Did you ever get to uh, know the Pogues? Because Joe was with the Pogues for a while. So again, that's part of the reason I'm here. That's why all these worlds collide. Spider ben, Stacy, ben, our former guest, ben, was uh, you know in the yeah. Pogues. And, uh, well, Ben Jaffe, right. Ben Jaffe ordered this picture, and he's told me he's from New Orleans. And I said, "Oh, I'm coming out in March to New Orleans. This is just coming out of COVID. The first trip I booked, the first gig I bought tickets to, was to see Pogatry in Motion, which is Spider and Koch from the Pogues with Lost Bayou Ramblers at Tipitina's on March the seventh last year. Oh, okay. So I said. Oh, I'm coming out to New Orleans. I haven't been since 1984. I was here with Spandau Ballet. Okay. Turns out I was here during the World's Fair. Right. Working yeah. on that video, I'll Fly For You, which they filmed out in the bayou, in the oh. swamps. Anyway, so that I came out here, to, and I kind of vaguely knew Spider because I took pictures of the Pogues in England, worked on one of their videos, and took some pictures of, of, of Shane and the band at the, at the Mean Fiddler in Harlesden. In I think '83, played there a number of times myself with the uh, really? Panther Burns, great, Alex great little venue. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and I took pictures on their uh, "Summers in Siam" video, which Don Letts directed, um, and and those pictures resurfaced. So I became, I got in touch with Spider through that, and then Louise, his wife, I had a competition to to win a Paul Weller print. And I got one of the entries was from Spider, an email that was Spider and Louise Stacy. Okay. So I messaged <laughs> Louise and said. Wait, your spider's wife? Yeah, uh -huh. yeah. We live in New Orleans. Yeah, they live no in, way in that you Tremay. live in New Orleans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so we've hooked up here, and then nice. I got to see Spider at that gig. Koch was actually really mean to me. She was kind of really rude to me. Yeah. Um, but Louis Michaud was really sweet. He's a sweetheart. Yeah, yeah. 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 He's he been on the show a couple of times, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just took pictures of him um, at the uh, Maple Leaf, which is my first visit to the Maple Leaf. And he Leaf. was actually on that uh, Loose Cattle record that I did uh, at uh, Dockside. See, that's why I said Loose Cattle, and you didn't, you didn't, you didn't react at well, all. Uh, but yeah, I know, because I, I only have so much time. But yes, the, the, <laughs> the, my first session that I did in November at uh, Dockside was with Loose Cattle, Louis. Michaud came and played on that, so yes, it's, yeah. So it's all, Louis, it's all Louis asked me to take some pictures recently, and, and um, anyway, so he was trying to help me get this group shot of, of Pogatry, mm -hmm. and and Koch was really really mean, and I don't know what that was all about. <laughs> but yeah, but, yeah. Um, but I got we want to get her on the show, but I don't know. Oh, she'd be great. Might she'd be, be might be a might be a, a hard pull. No, she. I mean, her so if you follow her on social media, she's got an amazing personality. Yeah, no, but it no, was. No, I, I think it was her first gig for two years. I think they, none of them have played live. Right, and right, she has right, a reputation right. that sometimes she can just be difficult. But I got great pictures of her at the show, 
And I did get this kind of stern, stern picture of them upstairs in the green room at Tipitina's. But Louis was helping me out, and that's the first time I met him, so he was really sweet. So, yes, Spider and the Pogues and Pogatry is how I came to be here. And then Ben said, would you like to take pictures of my band? And I said, oh, you're in a band. What's your band called? (laughs) And he said, Preservation Hall Jazz Band. Right. So... I thought I like the sound of that. Obviously, I've heard of Preservation Hall. Don't really know anything about it. Look it up. Think, oh shit, that sounds amazing. Then there's a whole Arcade Fire connection there. I love Arcade Fire. Okay. So I came out here, got to, did the pogatry thing, and then the next day went to Preservation Hall, and I was smitten. Just met all those guys, Brandon and Clint and Walter Harris and Kyle and Kerry and. Uh, Ronell Johnson, oh. Clint Maisden, and just and being out back there in the courtyard, and then actually going into the hall for the first time, and taking some pictures of oh, Mr. Charlie was there, Mr. Charlie Gabriel, right? And I just, I was just shaking my head. Yeah, sure. This place is, this place is unbelievable. Yeah, no, we're 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 uh, loaded with rustic charm, as they say. Rustic charm and, and random gunfire. Yes, yes, and potholes. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so that's that's how I came yeah. to be here. So all those things colliding on Tuesday years, was yeah. <laughs> well, it's been it's been nine months, ten months since my first okay. visit and counting. Months. Yeah, and and I moved to I ended up moving. So that was March the seventh, March the eighth. Um, I decided by the end of the week after those two arcade fire gigs at uh, at, at uh, the Toulouse Theatre to move here. Mm-hmm. Went back, sold my place. Came back here, bought a place, and came back and moved here. Nice. Oh, so you bought a place. So you're, in the you're vested. Okay. And and Alex is actually the my neighbor. Dye water or no, the dye water? I think it's called the dye water. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? They have the they have the riverside of of Saint Claude and the homicide of Saint yeah. Claude. Oh, I'm so. definitely on the riverside and not the homicide. Okay. Uh, all right. We'll but now you. I've said that I'm touching wood. Yeah. yeah. So I'm I'm right. I look into Elizabeth's, and then if I turn left a little bit. Uh, I, I look into Alex McMurray's house. Oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. And then it turns out Papa Marley, Malcolm lives just around the corner. Yeah, yeah, And I think John Cleary bit. is around there. Yeah, and no, Lynn Drury lives right, right around there, too. Anyway, we could go on and on, Steve. I but, will. Uh, I, unless but, you stop me, I but, will. Uh, <laughs> but, but we actually are on the, on the, yeah, at the we, end we of the podcast I've got to work in the morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Manny, Manny has real work. I have a rehearsal with Loose Cattle, by the way. Uh, yeah, Excellent. Yeah, so uh, we, we have some gigs coming up. Anyway, uh, thank you so much, Steve. This has been terrific. Man, and, and, and thank you, Omar. And Omar again, Omar uh, the yeah. killer, the guy who doesn't Omar, say a word, is silent, Not but a he, word. He, he says many in his facial expressions. Yeah, 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 yeah. Look at him, look at him, man. I know, I know. he's got a, got a sweet mug. Lo siento mucho, pero no puedo decir nada. So, uh, no puedo hablar. So, uh, anyway, Steve, uh, you know, as we always say in the Trouble Men podcast. <laughs> Uh, trouble never ends. But the struggle continues. Good night. Good night. Good night. Jenny's on